power hour lsu boom all night long yes Let's freaking go. I'm looking at you right now. So, obviously a big story broke at the end of last night's live stream. I have been able to work the phones, gather more information, as Mason Smith will not be made available for the game versus Florida State. And I'll share with you how, in a very rare sense, Mason Smith is a true victim. Okay, so coming up, I'm going to give you some thoughts schematically of what Brian Kelly might do differently for this game. And in just a second, why this could be a major positive for LSU. Now, you guys know when there's a big breaking news story, I think it is a little dangerous to just give the hottest hot take just right out the gates, okay? And Matt Moscona did some really good reporting on this yesterday to figure out that this involved, allegedly, some signatures with Kayshawn. So a lot of you are familiar with this. This happened before NIL, okay? Now, using the word sources here, I was able to speak to a few people with knowledge of this, and I was able to confirm this, that Mason has known about this, and LSU has known about this, and they had just kind of been in this situation where is it actually going to be enforced? What the heck is even happening here? And as we always see with the NCAA, they're wishy-washy about this entire situation. Now, you notice I say a true victim, okay? Chris Rock's his latest special talked about the victim mentality. I think a lot of people like to scream, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, when they're not really a victim, right? This is a rare case of a major athlete being a true victim, this is a guy who tore his knee up in this exact game. And this entire offseason has been looking forward for this exact game on the calendar, on the schedule. And earlier this offseason, he is told, hey, you're not going to get to play in this game for something that happened over a year ago that is now very legal and is something that in recent documentaries has shown that it's not harmful at all to make money off your signatures, okay? So if this really is the be-all, end-all, and I believe that it is, if this is the one reason, then the NCAA is a bunch of cowards, a bunch of cowards. And I am not the biggest conspiracy guy in the world. I normally stick with just football. But it is weird that the NCAA does have some Florida State influence involved with it. This whole idea that somebody turned him in, and Kayshawn, of course, last year uh, sat out a few non-Power 5 games, maybe because of this, maybe be, uh, maybe not. Uh, there's so much just surrounding this story. I have got to say Mason is a true victim here, and I know I'm a big fan. I know I bias cards. I know there's people that's close to him that watch this channel. All of that aside, just objectively – you could just see pretty much every media member come out and say how much how, how stupid this is. And it is rare that we are in agreement on one story. 
It was kind of like a few weeks ago when that Baltimore Orioles broadcaster, it was uh, Ben McDonald's partner for the Orioles game, Kevin Brown, got suspended for just reciting facts. And he got his job back. And everybody was in agreement that he was wronged. This is one of the rare instances where everybody's in agreement that Mason was wronged. He was young. He was young. He had already heard that NIL was down the pipeline. And just a few weeks before all of this became legal. And he had already gone through the pain of sitting out a full season. I hate the NCAA. I hope hope that an erupting volcano with electric eels falls upon them and whoever decided to lay the hammer down on LSU. Okay? It is an awful thing. And I know you guys have probably heard a thousand hot takes. And I had one released this morning. I was like, just let's just wait for the live stream and have a discussion about this. Okay? So I can say had a few great phone conversations uh, with with people who actually do know what's going on here. And uh, I got to be real with you. It, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Now, like I always say, more often than not, everything that happens to you in life, you do have to accept some personal responsibility. I'm sure Mason was like, dang, I probably should have just followed the rules and, and all of that. But he wasn't the only one involved. Okay. And apparently, the reason why any of this came to light is because of Kayshawn. I won't get into that tonight. We'll talk about that a different night. Okay. Now we're going to get to all your comments tonight. I want to also apologize up front. I did have to push it back 10 minutes. Um, I did have to go to a visitation tonight for a friend. And I always say this, keep your health up to date, physical and mental. Please stay up to date on everything. All right. And it was emotional, all that stuff. Uh, A former teammate of mine. Uh, I've done a lot of these. I'm sorry I've had to share this uh, a ton, but I'm always very open uh, with what's happening in my life and all that stuff. So I apologize for having to push it back just a little bit. Trust me, I'm so fired up about tonight's live stream. So my apologies to each and every one of you, but for real, health is wealth. Okay? Um. So the truth here, all right, I don't want to get into uh, so much more about this because you've probably heard every hot take. Okay? I do want to get to the next big point here. Is this actually a bad thing for LSU? Well, yeah, on the surface it is. You're losing a five-star defensive lineman against a team that is really good at running the football. And we know Mason Smith can rush the passer. It's probably his best attribute. He could blow up run plays. He blew up two counters in just the drive he was in last year. Okay? And that is Florida State's staple. Now, Announcement. Sunday night, we'll release our first Florida State film study. All right. Sunday night, 6 p.m. Central. Tune in because we're going to break down the Florida State offense. All right. Um, I have dug really deep on this. So I know you guys like a Sunday night film study. We'll do that at 6 and then we'll have a normal live stream at 8.15. Okay. Friday, we're off. Saturday, we're off unless something crazy happens. Sunday night, 6 p.m. Central. Okay. We're going to break down the Florida State film. Now, I'm going to share with you um, a a few different things about why this could actually be a good thing. But first, I want to welcome in Doug. I want to welcome in Dante. I want to welcome in John. What's good, man? One of our many Florida State viewers. John's been rocking with me for a while. He's even created some graphics for me. I appreciate it. Kobe, this is a big live stream for you tonight. This is Jacobian's time. And I will say this, on the film study Sunday night, 
you're going to see a phenomenal play made by Jacoby and Guillory versus counter. And it wasn't against Florida state. So to Sunday night at 6 PM tune in. Okay. Now I will not be in Orlando. Okay. But here's what I'll say. In case Sean didn't snitch. At least I don't think so. I don't know. Could this be a good thing? Now, I know what a lot of you are going to say. Well, Carter, you're just spinning this positively. I'm not. All right. I'm going to give you a few things that I've also learned. And stayed up really late looking at Florida State's offense. Stayed up very late on the phone. And the first thing I'll bring up is what do we know about Mason Smith right now? Who, who right here can tell me how good Mason has been performing in practice right now? Okay. Now the media can tell you because they've had access to going to practice. And I speak to some of these people that go to all these practices. I speak to some people that are always at practice because they have to be. All right. And Mason has had some dominant practices. But he's also been hurt. He got dinged up recently in a scrimmage. All right. He's fine. But it's also one of those things where it would be nice for him to get a warm-up game before going full speed against elite competition. Okay. So maybe sitting out of this Florida State game is a good thing for him in the long term. Right. We need him in the long term. This, No matter if we win or lose versus Florida State, we're going to have to win or lose a lot more games for us to get to the playoff anyway. Okay. Did you know that the point spread did not move at all when Mason Smith's announcement was made? Okay. And rarely does it. Now, I think of Harold Perkins, God forbid, or Jared Verse, as someone mentioned, maybe you could see a half point here or there. But there was no movement. All right. So what I would tell you is maybe just maybe this wasn't the best game for him to start playing. All right. Now, I'm going to bring up a name that a lot of you are familiar with. I'm looking at each and every one of you. His name is Odell Beckham Jr. All right. Odell Beckham Jr. is a big proponent of football being abolished on turf. All right. He is very outspoken about this. Okay. He doesn't want football to be played on turf last year. And if you go look at a wide receiver by the name of Sterling Shepard, he played at Oklahoma last year for the New York Giants. He tore his ACL just running on turf. Okay. And the way the injury happened was very similar to how Mason tore his knee up on turf last year. Now, what do we know about turf? There's been studies done on this. You can go look it up for yourself. Just Google it right now if you don't want to believe me. Turf fields have a harder toll on your body, on your lower body. Okay. It's a very tough thing to dissect. Now, LSU's first game is on what? Camping World Stadium. Let me quadruple check this. Maybe I was just seeing something. It is indeed a field. At least I think it is. Let me see. I I, I thought it was. Didn't we play on a turf field last year? Let me see. Synthetic turf. All right. And it's new. It's new. You're telling me that a 300 plus pound defensive tackle versus a team that is very good at misdirection 
maybe this game wasn't the best one for him to play. And maybe a game like Grambling on grass against competition that he will dominate is good for his own confidence, especially considering he just got dinged up recently at a practice. Okay? So, there you go. The next thing, all right, is I don't think, and I'm not just saying this just to say it, I don't think we're going to have as good of a defensive performance against them this year as we did last year, all right? Our defense was phenomenal versus Florida State last year. Where they were bad was on third down, and we gave up too many gimme third downs where we just let Jordan Travis play pitch and catch to wide open guys. It was more so early in the game where we gave up a few third and tens where the tight end legit just ran up the middle and we just, it was just wide open. We just gave it to him. Okay. There was four instances where we did that. Okay. But if you actually go look at the game, Florida state had a trick play touchdown and Jordan Travis did not miss a throw. Almost every single one of them was on the money hit him in the hands, and they dropped it, or our DBs made a really good play on it. I think it's going to be really hard to stop these guys anyway. I think their offense is a top-five offense in college football, and I do think it's going to take some time for our defense to mend together uh, before we move forward and become a dominant unit. Now, Matt House, once again, called a really good game, and we defend a counter really well last year, which is their bread-and-butter play, and we're going to break it all down Sunday night. All right, but I'm here to tell you that I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think our offense is going to light their defense up. I think their offense is going to have a lot of success versus our defense. That's just how I see the game. Now, it's not me saying I'm not bullish on the LSU defense this year. I think they're going to be very good. I do. But sometimes you play really good offenses, and that's fine. Okay, that's that's just where I stand right now. Now, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think Florida State's offense, type Y for yes, type N for no, will score 28-plus points versus our defense? Type Y for yes, type N for no. Let me know what you guys think in the chat. All right. Please don't spam my chat. All right? Let me know. Blanche thinks that they will. True says no. Edward says yes. I know John's going to say yes. Wendy says yes. Kareem says no. Kedrick says no. Kedrick's going to the game. Still working on a PHL meetup before the game. Doug says no. Sherry says yes. So, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I do. They have a really good quarterback, definitely their best one since Jameis. And I, I think he's got a legit shot to win the Heisman. I'm telling you right now, you can do this for yourself. Go rewatch the entire game like I did today and tell and, and count how many throws Jordan Travis missed in that game last year. And you will not find any. I mean, almost every one of those balls he put were on the money or only where his guy could get it, okay? There were some instances where he just had to throw it, um, and he threw it to where his guy could have made a play on it. I kind of, like, one and a half throws, I would say, that he missed. He's really good. 
Their skill guys are better than what they were last year. They got the kid from Opelousas, Keon Coleman. They are, their tight ends are better. Their offensive line's more experienced. They got a top 10 running back. This is a really good offense. That's just me telling you this. I think our defense is really good. But in the modern game, offense will outperform defense. Now, could it be that their offense is rusty with all their new pieces? Maybe so. Maybe I'm totally wrong on this. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I still like us. I still like our offense. I still think we're going to be able to move the football on them at will. I really do think so. And I still believe this game is going to be 31-28, 35-31, 38-35, somewhere mixed in there with a few Harold Perkins plays. It could be a 45-35 affair like the Florida uh, game last year. Okay, so be ready. Now, let's just say Florida State runs the football right down the gut. All right, let's just say they run it right down the gut. Then, obviously, Mason Smith was a massive loss. Okay. I do think, though, and you'll see this on the film study Sunday night. I do feel where they are going to have some success is the screen game, right? We're going to play our corners off, and we should, and they're going to hit a lot of intermediate stuff. We're going to need to do the same thing. Our intermediate pass game is going to have to be there. They're not just going to let Malik get over the top. And I, I, I just think it's, I just think it's going to be pitch and catch all night for both these offenses. So, if the special teams units are really good, Florida State special teams last year stunk. Okay, I know there's been a lot of focus on our special teams because we had about the worst special teams game in the history of special teams last year. Florida State special teams, as John could tell you, I got some Florida State fans in here. They were terrible. Okay, so uh, I, I think this is going to be a legendary game. I really do. I I, I think you're going to see a lot of NFL draft picks. This, I think, five to ten years from now, you're going to look back and say, gosh darn it, there were so many NFL players playing in this game. I really do think this is a loaded, loaded, loaded game. And I just hate, all right? And I won't just focus on the Mason Smith thing all night. I just hate that one of my favorite players is getting robbed of this opportunity. I do think this is very sketchy. I do think this is very stupid. I do hate, like right now, you know, there's people that complain about this canceling, right? Mason, it feels like Mason's getting canceled for something he said when he was three, right? This is something that happened well over a year ago. Nobody was hurt. It was nothing nefarious. It was nothing done in malice. Let the kid play. But like I said, before we move on to the next topic here, this could be a long-term good thing. All right. Now, I'm lucky to know people in sports medicine, and I reached out to some of them about the turf field thing. And they said maybe for the first game back, they agreed with me that it's probably not the best thing for Mason. Okay.
Now, John says, watch the FSU-Wake Forest game. True. Wake Forest did a lot of really good things. They showed them a lot of different fronts. Now, what Florida State would say is their gap running scheme is scheme diverse. If you run a gap scheme, it doesn't matter what kind of defense you run. You look at what Wake Forest did. They were patient. They didn't let them hit explosives. Jordan Travis got very frustrated in this game. And Wake Forest dominated that game in Tallahassee. So, look, our defense, maybe this galvanizes him, right? There is something to be said about truly being a victim, right? I remember this clear as day. It's the, the best thing in life is winning. In, in sports, the best thing is winning. The second best thing outside of winning is losing when you have clearly been cheated. All right. We remember this as Saints fans, right? LSU is going to walk into this game thinking that the world is against them with this Mason Smith thing. Maybe this galvanizes him. All right. I know we have some Guillory folks in here watching this. Maybe Jacoby and Guillory says, look, this is my time to shine. I also was a top 150 recruit. Okay. Jacoby and Guillory has been the leader of the defensive line room along with Makai Wingo as now Jacoby and Guillory is on his third different defensive line coach in three years. Maybe he says, look, this is my time. This is my time. I'm from the boot. I represent Alexandria. Alexandria is a blue collar town, baby. Yes, they got a funky water tower with the cartoon on it. Thank you so much. Yes, they got a water tower with a little funky dancing cartoon on it in Alexandria. But don't get it twisted. Blue collar town. The home of DJ Chark. A lot of people there have the DJ Chark three-star mentality. Maybe Jacoby and Kilary says, look, F y'all. I'm tired of hearing about this. I'm going to come out and ball out of control. I'm wearing the number 90 jersey that Ricky Jean France Wall wore, that Michael freaking Brockers wore. And I'm going to show the world what I am made of. Maybe Jacoby and Hillary says that. Maybe Jordan Jefferson says, look, I know you guys have made the joke a gazillion times that I have the same name as another LSU quarterback. But I'm the new Jordan Jefferson. I also wear number nine. I wear two of them on my shirt. Maybe Jordan Jefferson says, look, I come from West Virginia. I am a mountaineer. You might not think I am SEC ready. But by God, it, it took my college football team to choke back in 2007 for you to win a national championship team. And I'm here to give you the same gift of defensive tackle play. Maybe Jalen Lee says, look, F y'all. In 2018, I thought it was going to be the LSU Tiger. I had to go to Florida. And Jalen Lee said, look, I'm the biggest, baddest dude in this room. And technically, he's the biggest guy. He's huge. And he says, look, I'm going to put on for the boot. One thing Jalen Lee could say is, hey, I've played Florida State every year, too. And I'm ready to go. 
Maybe this defensive tackle room says, F all of y'all. We are fine. I will say this. Speaking to a Mason Schwartz last night on the phone, I was like, hey, be honest. Be honest. Do you re- are, are you concerned? He said, no. No. We got other guys in this room. You might be concerned. I know I'm concerned. Tell him, Doug. Doug, Doug is a central Louisiana guy. Blue collar town that for some reason has a really good cheesecake, uh, cheesecake, cheesesteak spot. I don't know why, but that's Alexandria for you. They said Alexandria is the cutoff between the Yankees of North Louisiana and the true Cajuns of South Louisiana. They say Alexandria is a mark of a different state. And Jacoby and Guillory says, I am the equator. I am the one. I am the guy that's going to make you think Ricky Jean Francois is out there. Show me, baby. Show me. NFL LSU says, pump the Stephen A. breaks, please. How about this? How about I pop a ban on you? Because you don't tell me what to do on my channel. I'm tired of this. I, lo- I always, lo- always love it. Especially from people that don't even ever watch my channel. You need to quit acting like this. Well, guess what, y'all? You can go to Google.com. It's a little website. I'm on one tonight. Y'all, y- y'all know all, all offseason, I'm nice. Everybody come in. Dylan Cruz, yeah, let's do it. But it, NCAA doesn't piss me off, boy. Guess what you can do? NFL issue, you probably got another burner count to say a bunch of F-bombs or whatever. Go to Google.com, all right, make another account, and guess what? You could do what I do. You're not going to be as good as me. I'm sorry about that. Start an account. Go for it. Go for it. I don't because I, I don't give a damn tonight. I, I'm telling you, I'm on one. I record a podcast and I sent a message to all my patrons. I shouldn't release this. All right. I, I'm telling y'all, man, this is horrible. Horrible. Talking to someone who was who was teared up on the phone last night. It's, just, it, it's not fun. It's not fun. I don't like doing stuff about this. And I'll tell you this as well. And we got some Florida State fans in here. They're furious about this. They're going through this right now with their own defensive tackle. Okay? I'm just telling you right now. When legendary games get played, you want the best players on the field. Be honest if you're an LSU fan. I'm being serious. Imagine if you play a national championship game, and this is obviously a a different extreme, and the night before the game they said Trevor Lawrence isn't going to play. It takes away from it. And now, obviously – Mason Smith is not a quarterback, but it does take away from it, right? Because from a Florida State perspective, I will I will say that the number one thing I've heard from fans, I'm going on a bunch of Florida State channels this next week. Uh, shout out to my guy, James Robinson. Um, they, they, they're pissed. They are pissed. Because the one thing they heard all offseason was, well, we didn't have Harold Perkins. We didn't have Emory Jones. And 
it, it's it's a legitimate excuse. It was the first game of the season. We didn't we didn't we didn't play those guys. Okay, so uh, nobody's happy about this. Nobody's happy about this. And I've said this as well. The Florida State defensive tackle who is not eligible because he moved because he had a sick parent to play for Florida State. It's BS. Now I will say. Florida State did get that other DT that's a freaking monster. What's his name, John? He's a monster. He, I think he's from a small school. Um, kid is an athlete. But that's not here nor there. I'm blocking tonight. I'm blocking tonight. Y'all don't want to mess with me. All right. I don't want to mess with me. Now, let's go to Brian. And to cool everything down, I will say we're going to give out a big card tonight. If we get to a hundo and super chance, I'm going to give out a rated rookie Jamar Chase LSU card. If we get to a hundo, it can go to one of you guys. All right. Now, we're going to take this to another level. All right. We got there the other night. If we get to 300 in super chats, and it's possible. But we, we we got we got we got way over that the other night. I will give out a big one here. I will give out a Garrett Nussmeyer one of one card. Okay. Um, I don't give out my one of one slabs too often. But if we do get the three hundred, one of you guys will win this card. And if he turns out to be Drake May, Caleb Williams down the road, you're sitting on a gold mine because there's not a whole lot of Garrett Nussmeyer autograph cards printed. Okay. Now. Next thing, I do want to talk about Jaden. It's a big day, all right? Uh, I've got I've never gotten to be on the phone with Jaden. Obviously, it sucks. I would love to. Um, you know, he's in the background of every video that I do with the the bobblehead. And let's first start off and 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 say this is a big day for Jaden because he gets compensated for what he's brought to our program. Okay, this is a guy who uh, last year led us to a ten win season. A moment we'll never forget versus Alabama. And was he perfect? No. But this is a guy who got a bag today from Powerade and Beats by Dre. We're talking about major corporations. We're talking about the Coca-Cola company. We're talking about Apple. Okay? I think those guys uh, have me covered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jaden is a spokesman for both of those pro- products. Even Patrick Peterson gave him a shout-out as another Powerade person. Okay, big day for Jaden personally. Uh, you know, gotten to know some of Jaden's folks. It's it's awesome that he's getting to have this opportunity. And the truth is, to Brian's question here is how does Jaden Daniels and this offense prepare for this game? The first thing we need to acknowledge is Jaden played one of his better games last year versus Florida State. I would say that was one of his top three performances because did nothing went right. And he kind of just kept us in that game. Now, did he miss some throws? Yeah, there were some open throws that he missed. But he had no time, right? He had no time. There, there was just no time. And it wasn't just offensive line. We, we would have a running back miss a block, a tight end miss a block, wide receivers miss an assignment. We were just all over the place. Bad snaps. It, it, it just wasn't right. And the fact that we were within a point, obviously it took some miracles for that to happen, but – he was great for us in this game last year. So the first thing is we want Jaden to be him, right? Because 
part of our success is going to be blocking Jared Verse, who also got the Powerade sponsorship today as well. So shout out to him. I love seeing when these and, – and Jared Verse, you know, Jaden was a top 50 recruit. It kind of makes sense. Jared Verse came from Albany. Yeah, you're right. There was a college named Albany that he came from. So congrats to him. Um, but, yeah, Jaden was phenomenal. But the pass protection was so bad last year that even he got sacked, and he is really hard to sack. Okay? Um, well, actually, not really. He took a record amount of sacks last year, but some of that was him. Some of that was the offensive line. But still, they did sack him. And I will, I, I, I will say that I think we'll be better prepared for this performance. And also some of the throws that were there last year, we're going to need to deliver. Also something else that was a major nuisance in this game, and it deserves to be publicly stated. And I, people want to say this because obviously I tweeted out a clip about him this weekend. I really want him to succeed for the Patriots. But Kayshawn just stunk up the joint in this game last year, just stunk it up. He wasn't going at full speed. He had drops. And now I don't think we're going to be in that spot this year. I would like to think every single wide receiver we have on the team is going to be running at full speed and will get open and put everything out there for us to win this game because we're going to need it. All right? So the truth here is we're going to put up a lot of points on them. I really do like our offense in this game. I do. I do. Okay. And I do agree with Joseph. I think like last year, and I tweeted this out earlier as well, follow at Power Hour LSU. Um, we, uh, we, we did see something very interesting. All right. I truly do believe that last year, LSU versus Florida State, was a great quarterback duel. Now, that doesn't sound right in a game that was 24 to 23. But like I said, Jordan Travis had a lot of drops from his receivers, and he was on the money and had some ridiculous plays in that game. And Jaden obviously kept us in it with some crazy runs. And obviously, the fourth quarter comeback was great. And the final throw to Jordan was a thing of beauty. Um, and this year, I think it's going to be another legendary quarterback battle. I do. I do. Tiger Cat, welcome to the PHL movement. I welcome Tiger Cat to the channel. She says, I believe we are going to win. Fisk. Yeah, that's right. Fisky. Fisk. Fisky. Now, I do want to share some good news with you. You have some PHL partnerships coming up. Pretty excited about that. We'll announce those coming up. If you want to be a PHL partner, feel free to hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, at Power Hour LSU. And always make sure that we're all on the same page when we do these types of things. And if you want to support PHL, PowerHourLSU.com slash merch. Once again, if you order four or more shirts, you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. PowerHourLSU.com slash merch. Okay? And we're still giving out the Mason Smith card to the PHL Fantasy Champion. I don't know where I put it, but it's going to you, whoever you are. Okay? 
Yeah, you know, the, the, the thing that sucks about this, Roger, is there's just not someone that you can point to with the NCAA, like specifically, that came out and said this, that Mason Smith is suspended. And there's also the horrible sight by the NCAA to never have a commissioner. Part of the realignment mess is on the NCAA. The fact that we didn't have a commissioner ever for the sport of college football is crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. So no one, you know, it's always Mark Emmert because he's the one that signs off on everything. Silly, silly. Quite literally drinks out of the PHL cup. Mm. Tiger Kent, your Joey B's girlfriend? Interesting. I think I've met him before. Joe, that is. But your your Tiger Cat, your, yours, that's crazy. Tell him we'd like to have him on PHL Live. If it wasn't for FIFA, NCAA would be the most corrupt organization in sports. That's true. That's true. I could see Seth Blatter watching this live stream. Who is this? Talking about me. Let's go, Don. Of course, Dan. Don, I'll be on a few Florida State channels uh, this weekend. I'll be on with James Robinson. I don't know the name of his channel, uh, but I'll be on with him. So if you follow me at Power Hour LSU, I'll tweet out all the Florida State appearances. Uh, that'll be making. I'm going on that one, and I'm going on another one next Wednesday with Mark Rogers. I appreciate you, Don. If I let me see, do I have a Florida State card here I can send you? Uh, Don, shoot me an email, powerlsu.com, and if I find a Peter War card, uh, I'll send it to you. Ha 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 ha. And Don, you get to ask any question. Uh, it's your super chat. If you want to chat Florida State, we could do it. John, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay. Gotta show Don and John some love. I like this. So Don super chats, John super chats, and he does spell a J O N to match with Don. So we need Ron to super chat. Or actually, I don't care what your name is. But if there is a Ron, there is a chance for you to do the funniest thing in the world right now. Now, let's chat some Florida State because Don did Super Chat. We'll do it. Let me share with you what I like about their roster, all right? The first thing is I do think their roster is elite. I do. Um, you know, PHL didn't exist for the 2019 uh, Clemson-LSU game. But I feel like very similarly about this matchup as I do about this one, right? The rosters, you know, normally you associate SEC rosters just being way better than most ACC rosters. But in this case, I would say they're pretty even. Where I like LSU is I do think 
LSU in the trenches is, is overall better on both sides. I do think so. But I don't think it's something like just truly crazy between the two of them. One kind of undertold story is, yes, LSU did give up a bunch of sacks. But even with the middle of uh, – even even with, you know, Jared Verse going off on us, where Florida State really won that game last year was the middle of their defensive line. Their defensive tackles handled our middle of the offensive line. Now, we had two non-starters playing in that middle and a non-starter at right tackle who we started in that game. But Florida State's DTs were really good in this game. I do think we're going to be better equipped. And the reason why that's such a big point is because um, uh, the, the reason why it's uh, – I laugh so hard at what, just, what was just said in the chat. It's such a dad joke thing. Is because our team is such an inside zone team. We were so good at just running up the gut. That was a big part. We ran inside zone more than anything else. Sometimes it was effective. Sometimes it wasn't. But that was what we were. All right. And obviously you can't do that if you, if your middle is getting pulverized. And they they rocked us. They just did. I mean, it's just you can't can't cut it any other way. I do think we'll be better equipped for that. I know Florida State's offensive line got a few transfers. I know they got one in from Colorado, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I know Florida State, we mentioned the Fisky, Fisk defensive tackle that they got in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I do like LSU's trenches a, li- a little bit better. Where I think Florida State's big advantage, obviously with Jordan Travis, you know, anytime you have an elite quarterback, you have an advantage, um, is – Jordan Travis is just really good. I, I do believe in him, and I understand that I've been accused of overhyping him. I do think he's really good. I do think so. He has really shown some elite traits. Um, he's obviously an amazing runner. His accuracy is really good, and I I just think the world of him. I do. I think he's worth a, 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 a Heisen bet if you want to get one out there. He's not my favorite Heisen bet, um, but – uh, but yeah, now, as uh, John points out in the chat, the uh, Florida State Seminoles are missing their starting center. So their offensive line wasn't at their top shape either. But I, 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 do, I do think the trenches is where LSU can, can have some, some fun. Now, one thing that you really just can't do anything about, and this is just an advantage Florida State has, is their receivers. Okay. All right. Now, they're not burners per se, but they are good deep ball receivers, right? And Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson is about as good as it gets when it comes to pure big target jump ball receivers. I mean, they are really freaking good at that. They make very difficult catches. In particular, Wilson does really good after the catch. Keon Coleman's a little bit more of a jump ball, go get it kind of guy. He's got a obviously extensive basketball background. They bring in, you know, Jaheim Bell and and the other transfer tight end that they had. And they got Trey Benson, right? And they got, you know, running back room. It's good at running counter, obviously, and they're good at running outside zone. So this offense is, is loaded. I mean, that's all there is to it at the skill guys. 
this will be the best set of skill guys LSU will play all year. And I, I'm not sure if it's close. I know A&M's got good ones. Florida's got good running backs. You know, Alabama's always going to have something there. But I think this will be the toughest set of skill guys. And no matter what happens, I think this will be a good building block for our defense. Uh, you know, whether we, you know, to my surprise, shut them down or whether they uh, whether they light us up, it's going to be a good building block because it's only going to get easier from here. Okay. I think this is the best offense we'll play next year. I do. I do. And I think it, you, you can't really make an argument otherwise. You can argue a quarterback here or there. You can argue a running back here or there. You can argue some receivers here or there. But the whole thing, they're, they're good. They're really good. Now, Don, defensively, this is where I think Florida State's going to have an issue. All right. My favorite player watching them on film, you know, leading into that game, watching the Duquesne game and just some of the other stuff was uh, Jamie Robinson. Their safety. I like Jamie Robinson. I, I This was a journeyman. I think it was a South Carolina transfer. And he was the straw that stirred the drink. He was the talisman. He was a guy that got everybody where they needed to be. And he made the best open field tackle. He is the only person that I saw make a clean open field tackle on Jaden Daniels all last year. I think it's just going to be tough to replace him. I mean, he's just such a good player. And I think LSU's receivers have an advantage over Florida State secondary. I do. So it's uh, it's 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 it should be interesting. Okay. So you know, look, the one thing both teams have in common, as John points out, is the wild card. And I know Brian is very uh, familiar with both of these young men from New Orleans, from Carr, uh, Destin Hill. And Aaron Anderson, they're two very similar sort of similar players, right? Uh, not big, but very talented, athletic, bouncy wide receivers. And by bouncy, I mean they have a lot of juice when they get the football in their hands, right? They don't go down easy when they get the football in their hands. And they're 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 wild cards. They are truly wild cards. There's We've not seen either of them play Division One football, and they both come in with a lot of hype. So Destin Hill was a part of that legendary recruiting class in 2021 with Chris Hilton, Brian Thomas Jr., Jack Besh, and most notably Keon Coleman and Malik Neighbors. Destin Hill was, uh, I think, the third highest rated guy out of those guys. He's not played yet. Now, there's all kinds of mystery about why hadn't he played yet. But, you know, it went from Destin Hill to Aaron Anderson. Okay. Now, for some of you that don't know Destin Hill, his name, I think, used to be Destin Payson. And Destin Hill is not going to play uh, in this first game. All right. He's not played yet at all. Aaron Anderson played last year for Alabama, but he was hurt. So he didn't really play. OK. So the truth here and, and Brian, I want to get out, defer to him. He knows these guys. So. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, they, they've got some they got some really good players. Uh, here's Brian reminds him of Jack Besh, not a Burma, but a very physical and solid on deep rounds. 
First FACP, there we go. We'll be tailgating for the Arkansas game together. It's unfortunate that we don't have Smith in this first game. However, I like our chances against every other O-line this season with him. Dante wants to talk some Omar Spates. Yeah, we did a whole Omar show last night. We could talk to him Omar. I think he's going to be a big piece. Something else about Florida State. All right, and you'll see this um, Sunday. And by the way, John, uh, I know I made the Don John joke, but Don, uh, John, you get to pick the next topic. If you want to talk about the greatness of Ben Wilkerson, we'll talk about that. Don, if you want to talk about the Peter, Peter Warwick days, we'll talk about it. All the super chatters. By the way, if you are over the age of 30 and under the age of like 40, 42, Peter Warwick is that guy. Right? We all looked up to Peter Warwick, right? He was like Jamar Chase of, of that year, except Jamar is actually good in the pros. Still, Peter Warwick was him. Favorite Florida State players of all time. Peter Work, work done. Now, what I will tell you is I do have this right here. I do have this. I was a collector of these headliners. Here's a Deion Sanders one in the Florida State number two uniform. And then I also have, I love these things. I also have the Shaquille O'Neal one. Now, this is one of my favorite ones right here. Never been open. But if you want it, I'll send it. If you give a $200 super chat. <laughs> this, I've had this thing for forever. But I love the headliners, man. They're sturdy, man. It's not like a bobblehead. I can freaking... If there's a robber, I'm... You better watch out, man. You are getting primed. Bro. I I don't like Florida State in the next two weeks. I will always love Peter Warwick. I remember little Carter in my in, in my parents' den. I always pretend I was Peter Warwick. It was Peter Warwick and Peerless Price. Those are my two guys, man. Only the real college football nerds know about Peerless Price, baby. Yeah, so John actually a few weeks ago uh, on Twitter actually did his own little running back study for LSU. And I helped him with it, right? We did – We I gave you the running back depth chart. And, John, what did I tell you? Include Caleb Jackson on your depth chart. Uh, I would like to think Caleb would get a touch in this game. But obviously, it's going to be the Logan Diggs, Josh Williams show to start. I could also see LSU saying, look, Josh has not been able to practice all that much. And let's just ride Logan, pause, and Noah Kane, who's been here since the fall. Noah Kane obviously had you know a touchdown in this game last year. Let's just give them the carries, right? They're familiar with this team. They know Florida State. Um, so right now, John, I think the, the backs that are going to get carries are, uh, Logan and Noah. And obviously if Josh Williams is ready to go play him, 
Okay. Pull out a good J Jets card. Oh man, I gotta go all the way over there to get a good J Jets card. Let's see, I might have one. I might show you my one of my favorite ones right here. This actually is a really fun one. Blue Prism. LSU, you don't have this one yet, Michael B. And I'll actually, I'm actually going to sleeve this one, man. This card has a shine to it. I'll even clean it before I send it to you. This one is beautiful, bro. Oh, I almost dropped it. That was beautiful. I got to admit, that's a cold card right there. Got that refractor finish on it. It's nasty, bro. Nasty. Let's go to Jordan. Everybody, welcome Jordan Jackson to the channel. I think I've seen you in here before. Everybody, welcome Jordan. He's got a very professional headshot. Y'all just got to take that seriously, man. My headshot game is not good. Let's do this. Look at that. How good do you really think Logan Diggs is? I feel like I'm not on the Diggs hype train. That's a good point. All right. Let me give you a, a Logan Dix cop. I don't think he's special. I don't. And that's okay. There's not many running backs that are special. All right. There's not. I think he's very good, though. Here's the thing I like about Logan Dix. Bowl game versus Oklahoma State. All right. Brian Kelly had left for LSU. And Oklahoma State's defense was, was was fine that year. Who did they have in there pass protecting as a true freshman? Well, they had Logan Dix. And I'm telling you, Oklahoma State, their defense was kind of nasty. They were throwing some Egyptian hieroglyphic blitzes at them. And they did a good job protecting it. Logan Dix did. Now, that's why I like him. I always got to keep this in mind. Yes, a running back should always be able to get you yards. A running back should not fumble. But if you look at it this way, a pass is always going to average more yards per play than a run. More EPA per play than a run. So in theory, if you're absolute garbage in pass protection, I can't really play you. Logan Diggs is not that. He's really good at pass pro. At least he wasn't at one game. I chartered versus Oklahoma State. He's a high IQ football back. And more importantly, Jordan, is he is the prerequisite weight that I look for out of a running back. Now, if you're a new PHLer, we got a lot of newbies that come in and out of this channel. Y'all let Jordan know in the chat how I like my running backs. Y'all let him know. Ain't that the truth, Dr. Morgan? Now I'll answer this for you in just a second. Thank you. I like my running backs thick. Logan Diggs is a unit. A unit. 
Okay. So um, he's not going to give you the most explosive runs. He's not going to give you, you know, a gazillion yards. He doesn't have the most wiggle. But I will also say this. I do not think he has one major glaring weakness. So the truth here is I I truly do believe Logan Diggs is going to be a really solid player for us this year. But Jordan, it's good to see you. Let's go, Michael B. He's getting the Jordan Jefferson in the mail. I hate to see this one go. This is one of the first Jets I ever got. I got this with a bunch of Joe Burrow. Right when I was getting back in the cards, this, these cards were released. And this is an absolute beauty. So congratulations, Michael B. I'll get this sent out to you tomorrow. Okay? Let's go ahead and get that one top-loaded for you. And let's do what Michael B. wants to say. We'll talk about the rest of the season. Okay? Now, Michael B., if you don't mind... I will answer uh, this question from our new Florida Stater, Don. He said, I like Coach O. He was a character. Yeah, but Don, it's one of these things where, like, if you're not a fan of LSU, you like Coach O. If you are a fan of LSU, you like Coach O as well. But fans like winning games as well. And Coach O, as great as he was as a personality, just wasn't there anymore, right, as – the elite coach that we knew him to be. He is a motivator, master motivator, and he did a really good job getting the program back on the right track. What I would say, though, uh, Don, is Brian Kelly is him. I have been very impressed in a lot of different ways by Brian Kelly. And, you know, I I, I mean, what he did last year was nothing short of incredible. Okay? That's Joy Taylor. But here's the actual schedule. Okay. So Michael B says, let me do this really quickly so we can keep the super chat back on up. He said, Say what? Go through our schedule game by game without bias and where we are favored or not. All right. Well, we'll do that. No bias. So I'm going to tell you what I think the Vegas projections would be. All right. Now, the good thing is I have already seen a few, like, these computer projections that already do this. And normally what Vegas projections do to get their lines, Michael, is they go by stats like SP+, which is, like, very predictive analysis. And they look at, like, pace of play and all that stuff, and that's where, you know, they get their lines, okay? So I will go through and... And list every single game where I think LSU will be favored. LSU will be favored over Florida State. All right. It's going to be close. It's not really a favorite kind of thing. I could see this game closing as a pick 'em. I could also see a lot of sharp money coming in on Florida State late. I, I could. And I think right now, though, with the LSU sitting at two and a half, um, I, I, I could see LSU being a favorite here. Grambling, week two. LSU will be favored. Mississippi State. So once again, that's not Grambling. That's I mean, that's not Georgia week two. That's Grambling. Week three, LSU at Mississippi State. They will be favored. Week four versus Arkansas. 
LSU will be favored. Now, let's just say for some reason LSU starts three and one, and Ole Miss starts four and zero. Their guns are blazing. Maybe just maybe Ole Miss gets a slight favorite nod here over LSU in the spot. The line was close very last year. Obviously, we blew them out. Um, but LSU will be favored on the road in Oxford. It's going to be tight, though. I could see it be like two and a half, three, kind of like what this game is. LSU will be favored versus Missouri. LSU will be favored at home versus Auburn. LSU will be favored at home versus Army. Now, this is the only game on LSU schedule where they will be an underdog Alabama. Now, if Alabama loses to Texas week two and they lose another game before then, then LSU will be favored coming off the bye. But even then, that would take a lot. And these final three games, LSU will be favored against all of them. So right now, Michael, the only game LSU would be an underdog, and and you can actually go look this up now, um, the only game where LSU would be an underdog would be the Alabama game. Okay? That's it. I thank you for the very generous super chat. Now, once again, if LSU is a two-loss team for some reason before the Ole Miss game, then we're going to be underdogs in that spot. More than likely on the road. But thank you. Right now, I have LSU as a 10-2 team. And two teams. Jordan Winston. Now, you've asked this a few times. I don't know if I should give this away, though, because that adds to the mystery of what I'm eating at the end. Because then people would say, well, you should just tell us now what you're having. I'm having spaghetti and meatballs tonight. But the question Jordan wants to know is, did you already have spaghetti or meatballs? Or are you going to have spaghetti and meatballs? Now, what I want you to think about, Jordan, is is Carter an insane enough human being? At 10 p.m. Actually, we're, we're never done by 10. Normally, we average about like an hour and a half, two hour string. So the question you got to ask you, though, Jordan, is, is Carter Bryant an insane enough individual? Is he insane to eat meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs at 10.30? I like your thinking, Brian. All right. Now. I'm going to let you guys know something. I had a dream earlier this week, and it's diabolical about LSU football, and it's beautiful at the same time. It's diabolical, and it's beautiful. I'm telling you, all at the same time. Okay? And this is going to make your mind go wild. Now, I do want to remind you that when you wear PHO merch, you're able to get it for the whole fam. Okay? Rock that PHL merch. PowerHourLSU.com, baby. Take a look. 
This is Leonard and his family in Orlando, in this stadium. You know you want to rock your PHL merch. In the O, get it now, powerhourlsu.com. Once again, if you get four shirts, you will get Kat's boyfriend. Kat, are you still in here? She claimed Joe Burrow is her boyfriend. You get a Joe Burrow card in the mail if you get four or more shirts. PowerHourLSU.com. Now, if you already gotten four shirts, get four more. Get them in different colors. Fantastic. Get to it. Let's go to Michael B. Follow up here on the Super Chat before I give you all my insane dream. Oh, Kareem. Uh, oh, did you Super Chat and it didn't show? Did they not let you Super Chat curse words? Oh, man. I'm about to start cursing. I'm about to start cursing in here. Okay. This is about to sound like a Kevin Garnett trash talk level cursing here. Like elite trash talk level cursing. I don't know if I got it or not, Kareem. I don't see it. They, they, I, they might not allow it. So far, our super chatters are Don, John, and Michael. You might just need to Venmo it. I think you have my Venmo. At Card of the Power. All right. So I'm not sure if I got it. Maybe the YouTube gods don't like the cursing with the super chats. I don't know. Now, I want to share with you guys a dream that I had. It's a crazy dream. I felt like it's a dream that we all want to see come to fruition. Okay. I actually don't know if I want to share this with you because it's going to get you all emotional in here. Right. But this is plausible. Very plausible. Jared, thank you for the super chat. I think Jared's going to like this. All right. I had a dream last night. Once again, please follow me on Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg hates me, but he does monetize my Facebook videos now. So please share this on Facebook as well. This was my dream last night. LSU goes undefeated. Tulane goes undefeated. If that is the case, Tulane, with some help, would be the number four seed. And we would undoubtedly be the number one seed if we were undefeated. That would set up a one versus four matchup. Where is the college football playoff semifinals this year? One of those are in New Orleans. And wouldn't it be beautiful? The last four times there have been postseason playoff games, whether it's the BCS National Championship or the actual National Championship game in the playoff era, that game has been played in New Orleans. And who has been in that game every year? LSU. So the only way you can one-up, the only way you can one-up LSU playing in the national championship game in New Orleans is not playing in the national championship game, but playing in the semifinal against the Green Wave of Tulane. By the way, did you know that a good chunk of Tulane staff is LSU coaches, running back coach, Carter Sheridan, Tulane, 
special teams coach, Greg Mann, Tulane. The list goes on and on. You tell me. You tell me. You tell me. You tell me. If that would not be crazy. That would, I'm telling you. Even more than national championship games, that would be wilder than a national championship game because we, we played at national championship games. But Tulane? Let's go to AP. Question. There are a lot of storms forming. If a storm interrupts a game, does it get rescheduled? Move. That would be an inter- interesting scenario. Okay. So uh, Don and John uh, are Florida State experts. Uh, when is Florida State's bye week? Actually, I'll just look this up. Really. All right. Because obviously, if, if that were to be the case, uh, they would have to reschedule this game. Okay. Um, so they've got an early bye week, so that wouldn't be possible. All right, so this is what would happen if the game wasn't played. All right, I'll, I'll show it to you right here. All right. Uh, or this this is what I would do if I was the AD. All right. Uh, once again, I'm not anywhere close to the brilliance of Scott Woodward. I would not have been able to sway a Hall of Fame basketball coach to leave her program that she built to come here. So I'm not Scott Woodward. But, so as you can see, let's just say that for some reason, God forbid, all right, this is LSU's uh, schedule, and you'll see that their bye week is Saturday, October 28th, all right? Now, I will show you Florida State schedule, all right? They have an early bye week after back-to-back road games versus Boston College and Clemson, okay? So, what would happen if the game were rescheduled with this, all right? Using Occam's razor here, the North Alabama Lions game would be canceled, all right? So why that game? Well, if you go back here, LSU also that week plays a non-Power 5 team. Okay? So more than likely, the game would be rescheduled for Saturday, November 18th versus Georgia State. Um, And that game would be canceled, and it'll be LSU-Florida State that week in November. Okay? Now, for a lot of different reasons, we do not want that to happen. On a serious note, that would obviously suck for everyone involved logistically and more importantly, just safety wise. We, we don't want that, obviously. Um, you know, there's a lot of natural uh, things that have happened. Uh, shout out to uh, everyone going through what's been going on, you know, Hawaii and all of that. Um, so more than likely, I think that's what would happen, AP, 
because the thing that that's that's tough about this is can you really reschedule the game and actually play that game on a Monday? Right? Could you play an LSU Florida State game on a Monday? And the answer to that is no, because both of these teams obviously have games the following Saturday. Is it right to play a game on Monday and then basically have less than an NFL rest period? Because obviously NFL, they sometimes go Sunday to to Thursday. All right. You would have college athletes going from Monday to Saturday. It's about a day difference. That's tough. All right. So I think at this point, AP, I think that's going to be what would likely happen. All right. Now, I will also say this. Now that the more serious stuff, obviously everyone being safe and all of that is the more important side of it. What I would also mention about this, okay, is I don't want this to happen for another reason. I know a lot of people have put a lot of time and energy into going to this game. Okay. Also, something else I have noticed before we get to Roger's super chat here. Um, this trip is a little bit more expensive than a lot of people thought. All right. Um, I, I know Jared is a, is a traveling wizard and, uh, he was able to help save some dollars for some of our viewers because he goes to a lot of road games. Um, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. Okay. The NCAA, well, I can't say the second part because I don't want YouTube to be like, God, this guy, we gave him a platform. But the first part, I could agree. They can go fornicate themselves. Now, Kareem, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I don't think you can. I guess that is a thing. You can't super chat a curse word. But Roger, thank you so much. Roger is a part of our PHL Fantasy League. And I do agree with you. NCAA can have itself. John, you can see John. I mean, look, I'll put John. I'll do comments on big screen. John kind of looks like a weatherman here. Does he not? Y'all have to admit, John, John looks like he's got a little weatherman. You know, like they have they have those dancing weathermen. That that, that, that they do the weather and they <laughs> I trust John. <laughs> John looks like the next thing he's gonna say is we'll have more 1030. Uh, back to you, Stacy. <laughs> Coming up next, another shooting. That's much every town's news. I would like to have one newscast where it doesn't lead 
Like every newscast's first thing that they show in the A block is just caution tape. There's the, the caution tape industry should be very thankful to newscasts. Because what else would we do? What else would we do? <laughs> Roger, that's funny. John looks like he gets it right 30% of the time. Huh? 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 Let's go to Michael B. What is the most bang for your buck home game this year? All right. Up. Post the home schedule up here. I know a lot of us playing ahead. I'll give you a few here. All right. So the absolute most bang for your buck home game. It's kind of hard to say at this point. I would, I honestly would say Grambling because you know you're going to win. You are going to see a legendary band. It's a very historically significant game, and you know you're going to get the night game atmosphere. Now, as far as bang for your buck is concerned, it just depends on how the team does. I think the Arkansas game is going to be a hot ticket because, you know, the back-to-back road games there. I think the Auburn game is also going to be a hot ticket as well. It's right before, I think, hunting season. Uh, it's right before we get in that Thanksgiving kind of period as well, and that could be uh, an early game. So, honestly, uh, I, I still think that Auburn game could be a day game. I really do think so. I would honestly say Florida for a lot of different reasons. Number one, I'm on the record saying I think A&M will be the deciding game in the SEC West this year, LSU A&M. All right. So if that's the case, good luck. All right. Now, it's kind of tricky because if both teams suck, you do get a discount because of the Thanksgiving thing and hunting season thing. But honestly, LSU-Florida is that game. LSU-Florida is always going to be close no matter how good or bad the teams are. LSU-Florida, this is the last iteration of this game where we are going to be playing them every year. It's like the last one. Also something else, you could get some value on this ticket if Florida sucks this year, and they very well could be a sucky team. So you get to see more than likely a close game. You're going to get to see a, a game involving two teams that really hate each other. I think it's the most visceral team that LSU plays on their schedule. And the one thing I can say for all our Florida State fans that are watching tonight, uh, we equally hate Florida. Right Now, we can't hate Florida more than Florida State because that's our rival. Okay. I want to go to this. So, Michael, I would say Florida. I'm going to Arkansas, and I'm probably going to Auburn. Those are two ones I'm going to. Uh, but Florida, man. God. That will really, Florida, man. Got to watch out for them. Roby, don't do this to me. Rumor is that Florida State is pushing to wear white jerseys. Okay. This is what I would say about this, Roby. All right. And this is going to sound like it's BS. You guys know I'm a uniform guy. I'm a jersey number guy, uniform guy. 
I'm more sticky about jersey numbers and uniforms, and I know it's supposed to be opposite, but don't wear a single digit if you don't make plays. Okay. If Florida State decides, hey, we are going to wear white to F with LSU because obviously we wear white. That's just what we do. We wear purple on average two times a season, and it's against our power five teams when we wear it. We're going to F them over, and we are we are going to force them to, to wear their non-traditional purples. That lets me know we're in their head. Because when people think Seminoles, they got the iconic, iconic maroon and gold going on. Okay? That's what they're known for. Red top, gold bottom, gold helmets. Now, Florida State does have the, the, the black uniforms. Uh, but their, their white uniforms are not good. <laughs> I just got to be real with you. They are not good. When I think Florida, Nate, Florida State, I think Bowden in those fishnets. That's what I think. That would be dumb. It wouldn't look right. Let these two iconic schools, this will be the last time we play unless we're in the playoffs. Let these two iconic schools wear their iconic colors. Last year, my wife's cousin got married the day of the Auburn game. We live 45 minutes from Auburn, so I had to miss it. Now, normally, when we're talking about Alabama weddings and the word cousins involved, that's normally the bride and groom. So I had to reread that. I had to. I had to. I don't deserve a super chat for that level of humor. I deserve a Chris Rock $60 million Netflix deal after that level of a joke. Okay. So Josh Pates at the Internet Ablaze with the fall wedding sings. And he had like a little graphic up that said, hey, these are all the months you don't get married. You don't get married and – December, November, October, November, or whatever the month is before October. I don't remember. September, I think. <laughs> I guess Earth, Wind, and Fire is mad about that. <laughs> that was that was a worse joke. Get it? Because I forgot about September. You guys know the song, right? Anyway. The truth here about fall weddings, All right. as someone who works in the wedding industry, okay, I, I DJ weddings. Let me say this. Get married when you want. Get married when you want. If you want to get married in the fall, go for it. But here is the issue you run into getting married in the fall. And it is a big issue, all right? Everybody's going to watch the game on their phones now. 
a few years ago, one of my friend's weddings got ruined because of that. Actually, two different one of my friend's weddings got ruined because of that, and I was in one of them. You can't do that in the South. Northeast, you can do it. West Coast, you can do fall weddings. It's just in the South, everybody's going to be watching the game on their phones. They just are, okay? Um, you know, the, the month that we the, – the day that we got married was the week before the Super Bowl earlier this year. Best decision ever. It's not hot. You know there's not going to be anything else happening that weekend. No March Madness. Nothing is a weekend before the Super Bowl except the Pro Bowl. That's it. That's that's what you're competing against, right? Now, it's not to say sports things or events or anything like that or non-significant things don't happen that weekend. But the truth is, you want to get married in the fall, do it. I'm not a hot take artist when it comes to that. Uh... But if it's your wife's cousin, let me ask you this, Don. Don, you're one of the most diehard college football fans there is. Okay. Do you really need to go to this wedding? It's your wife's cousin. Okay. You probably don't like them already. Ironically, I actually do have a good relationship with my wife's cousins, but still, you you probably don't like them. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, do you really? I know you're a big baseball guy. But honestly, if you are getting married, think about that first weekend in February or the one before um, the one before whatever. And honestly, it comes down to the wifey. What's up, Rugger? All right. So I'm glad you brought this up, Rugger. Um, so for those that don't know, Thursday nights at 6 p.m., we do a, a, a live stream on the SEC channel. All right. And I want to show you that. I want to show you that. Uh, and Rugger, I'm glad you actually brought this up. And I am actually – I can tell you this, Rugger, from the bottom of my heart. There is no one else you want answering this question more than me because I actually did just do a deep dive on Power Hour SEC on this very topic. And actually, what I'm going to do, Rugger, just for you, I'm actually going to link the actual video here, okay? I'm going to link the actual video here for you to watch, okay? And I th thank you for being patient because I want to I want to, I want to talk about this, all right? So, Rugger, after this is over, I want you to watch this video, okay? So, wait, her family's a cult, Donovan? Really? Wait, I, I don't I don't know if I want to know any more about this. <laughs> Cause I made that that cousin joke and I'm like, God dog. Man, I I know not to mess with cults. You gotta stay away from those cults. You don't mess with the Scientologists. 
You don't mess with Waco, Texas. You don't mess with any of that. You don't mess with other cults either. You, you don't mess with CrossFitters. Don't do it. They got traps galore. And they will trap you and force you to get up at 4 in the morning, eat creatine, and do 50 power cleans. They don't give a rip about your knees. <laughs> they don't. They do not. Speaking of knees, how about Stephen Ridley tearing Kevin Hart's body apart in a race? Did y'all see that? Kevin Hart got in a race with Stephen Ridley this weekend and tore his whole body up. He's in a wheelchair. Like, he literally can't move. And that's a good – Kevin Hart's in shape. He is ripped. You should never get in a race with anybody post 40 years old. And the one cult you do not want to mess with, Taylor Swift fans, don't do it. Because they will shake you off. They have got bad blood on site. They will leave teardrops on your guitar. They are trouble when they walk in. Telling you, it'll be a cruel summer. Oh, D really is a CrossFitter. Oh, damn it. I knew it. I knew you were cult adjacent right when you said that. <laughs> Pooh Bear, it's good, man. Now, let me answer Rugger's question. Because it is something I actually researched this week. And I'm sorry, Rugger, for making you wait. Because this is something that did. My interest. <laughs> how did how did you know he was a rugby player? Because he had the name. Anyway, um, so I actually looked this up, and this is what was really crazy. All right, so Jordan Travis obviously started his career at Louisville. There is only one quarterback out of 50-plus QBs in all of college football that are either year five or year six guys that have stayed with their initial team. And that quarterback is this man right here, K.J. Jefferson. He's the only one. He's the only one. The only one. So, from a macro perspective, to Rugger's point, it's not really answering his question directly. We'll get to that in a second. But quarterbacks are not loyal. Now, some quarterbacks need to transfer. Jordan Travis needed to transfer. Jaden Daniels, this is just the truth, he needed to transfer. Okay, he walked in on his own coach watching film of other quarterbacks. That means it's time to go. And I don't think anybody wanted Herm Edwards coaching them because he was horrible as a college coach. So I get why some quarterbacks transfer. Okay? I get why some quarterbacks transfer. You've got to pack your bags and go. And I get doing what's best for you. But there are so many quarterbacks that don't need to transfer. What in the world was Spencer Sanders thinking? You're playing for the best offensive mind? 
that the sport has to offer. Maybe Mike Gundy told him to pack his bags. I doubt it. Devin Leary at, at NC State. Dave Doran's a good coach. He said, I'm leaving you. Peyton Thorne won 11 games at Michigan State two years ago. He said, I'm sorry, Mel. I'm leaving you hanging. I'm going to Auburn. So, Rugger, what's interesting is most year five and year six quarterbacks aren't with their initial schools. The next thing I would bring up about that is, um, and there are some other quarterbacks that are still with their initial school, but they're backups now. So Spencer Petras stayed at Iowa, and he's not going to be the guy anymore because they got to transfer a guy. Okay, they're the kid from Michigan, uh, Cade McNamara. So it's interesting. Um, the next thing I'll bring up, Rugger, about the Jordan Travis thing, and, and you, you bring up a good point. Should year six quarterbacks even be eligible for awards? The only reason they're still able to play college football is because of the Rona. Now, some of them only got to play four games, but six years in college football is a long time. Now, we got some six-year guys. We got a year seven guy on our team. Okay? You live out that dream as long as you can. I'd be doing the same thing. But it undoubtedly gives you an advantage, right? It does. But I get why the Rona happened and you didn't have to – I I get why they had the rule that you don't have to sacrifice. So I get why they did it. I totally get it. It was an unprecedented time. But it is interesting. Now, to your point, if Jordan Travis is so good – why don't you go to the NFL? And your answer is as good as mine. What I would say, though, is these guys get good information, right? And I would only go if I know I'm a first-round pick. Quarterbacks get paid the most out of any of the NIL positions, probably. I would guess so. And he's probably making more money, and he knows he's going to be the guy, than going to the next level. We also have seen year five and year six guys dominate the sport. So I get why he stayed. And also, you know, for instance, here's another example. All right, let's use a direct comparison with Jordan Travis, another dual threat quarterback in Anthony Richardson. All right, you compare these guys' college resumes. Jordan Travis is triple the quarterback Anthony Richardson was in college. Now, Anthony Richardson wasn't bad, but – Anthony Richardson obviously is arguably the most freakish, athletically gifted quarterback we've had since Cam. He, or Josh Allen, if you want to throw Josh Allen in there. So that's why, you know, AR win. Jordan Travis isn't freakishly athletic. He doesn't have like a massive arm. He is fast, but you know, I I he's not like Jalen Hurts level fast. He's also not the biggest guy. So I, I I get why he stayed. So two things can be true at once. He could still be very, very, very good um, and not actually be pro-eligible. All right? Not actually be a first-round pick. Uh, something else I'd bring up about that, Rugger, is I think quarterback is a weird position where the more experience you have, the better. I sometimes think for some collegiate athletes, you can have too much college experience and that hurt your NFL experience. 
right? Like if you're a running back, you want to try and get out in three as quickly as you possibly can. Whereas a quarterback, I do think repetitions matter. It's like what's happening now with uh, Trey Lance. All right, I tweeted this out, and I got a nasty DM from a 49ers fan. That's okay. Um, and it, it was weird because I thought, I thought I couldn't get DMs anymore because I have Twitter blue. Okay, but it was whatever. I followed him. He followed me, whatever. He was like, hey, you're being too hard on Trey Lance. Well, he was a first-round pick. He only had one-year starts at the FCS level. He's living the dream. Trey Lance has made $25 million already playing quarterback. Keyword playing. He's not played. That's the thing. That's the thing. He, he's hard, he hardly played in high school. He played one year of college football. Only one. You know how hard that is? $25 million. Hey, it comes with it. I'm not mad. I'm not mad, Rain. I'm not mad at all. So I get why Jordan Travis came back. I just got a message from uh, Slade Roy's dad. That's good. I think I need a smoothie. Mm. It did work out pretty well for Kyle Trask. That was kind of strange. I mean, you have to admit, that was just a weird thing. Normally, quarterbacks that are in that spot transfer. Something else, Pierce, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on that. Well, actually, I kind of want to leave this stat just for you. All right. I have a deep dive on Peyton Thorne that I'm releasing, I think, Saturday. The Auburn quarterback. And uh, Kyle Trask is actually in it. It's a very bizarre deep dive stat. Bradley, what's good, man? Tiggs, let's go. <laughs> the check bounce. Branson, there you go. For the smoothie run. We got, we got, what am I going? I'm going to Smoothie King. This, I've not had Smoothie King in forever, but I'm telling you, you know what, you want to know what's funny, Branson? I start my day every day with a smoothie. My wife makes me a smoothie every morning because I was getting too fat. 
and I was having these breakfast sandwiches. And the issue is I'm still fat. Like there's nothing I could do about it. I don't run anymore. I'm kind of worried that I shouldn't go run because of what happened to Kevin Hart. And I love Kevin Hart. It's just so the, the fact that he was racing Stephen Ridley, you could have given me a hundred LSU football player guesses. And I probably would not have guessed that it was Stephen Ridley that, that Kevin Hart was racing. I would love to see that video. I would love to see it. I, I love Kev so much. Uh, uh, but I start. Uh, I went on Tig. Uh, I went on Tig Bits recently, and I was I was I was slurping that smoothie. I I I I I, tr I had trouble swallowing that shake uh, last night, or when was it? It was two nights ago. Tell him, Sibley. Tell him. I'm not I blocked somebody earlier. Cause he was trying to tell me I sounded like Stephen A. Smith during my freaking rant. First off, what's so bad about Stephen A. Smith? Yeah, I get it. I'm not the hot take artist. You wanna know a funny a true story? I was at Sirius XM Sally Radio. I was working there. And Two national radio hosts took my studio that I worked in, okay? And the studio I worked in was, you know, I was low on the totem pole, but I would cut audio and stuff like that in there. The first person was Glenn Beck, who uh, was, you know, doing a countrywide tour, and he needed a place to do a show. So he did it in my studio, and I couldn't go in there. He had security. I was like, it's not, it's not that real. It's not that deep. And the other was Stephen A. Smith. And I looked up to Stephen A. Smith. I am wanting to do a national radio show one day. Now, what's interesting is this was over a decade ago. Stephen A. Smith had been let go from ESPN. He was doing some Fox Sports radio stuff. And he was just in there by himself. And I was too nervous to go in there, like in between commercials. One there was actually something I needed to do in that studio, but they would never tell me, hey, um, this studio is going to be used by some national person that's touring and they need a place to do their show. But uh, Grant knows Glenn. I've, I've told Grant the story before. I need to walk four miles a day. Now, I, walking four miles a day, that's that's a... That's lengthy, though, right? Like, how long does it take to walk a mile? What is it? Like, to run at a 6.0 mile per hour pace. So that would take, what, like an hour to walk a mile? An hour? It just depends, I guess, how fast you're walking. So do I have an hour a day to go walk a mile? Be really. Let's go to John Scott. Uh, it just depends because last year, you know, we were able to stop the run. So that allowed us to play a little bit more too high and a little 
more conservatively. Um, but yeah. Walked one at sixteen thirty. Rye Rye, what's up, man? Holy crap. Holding it down in the land that is home to Steve Nash, Mike Myers, Drizzy. Right, right. Where have you been? Where have you been? I'm looking forward to any of the week zero matchups. Let's see. Uh, look. Man, I'm telling you, there's so many people that. Uh, I'm telling you, it's always the people that give me the, uh, the analysis that. Just come out of nowhere. Bounce back and forth challenge. Well, what am I doing? I don't know. Navy at Notre Dame in Dublin. I kind of like Navy to cover there. Notre Dame always plays in weird season openers. You know, they had that they had a Florida State one a few years ago. Obviously, they had the Ohio State season opener last year. I, I don't like playing these games overseas, right? I just think it screws up your body clock and all that stuff. I don't know anything about Navy's team. I'm guessing this point spread would be pretty high in favor of Notre Dame. But 20 and a half. You're telling me I get 20 and a half with a new OC? In a game played in a completely different different country, are we are we are we rolling with are we rolling with Navy? Is that what we're doing? Also in week zero, got Jacksonville State, UTEP, Mexico State, UMass, San Diego State, o Ohio. Vanderbilt and Hawaii. So Vanderbilt 17 and a half point favorites. Okay. Looks like there could be some some nasty weather here in in Nashville. 
Over-under set at 56. I kind of like the under there, if there's going to be nasty weather. I don't know. Rye rise back. Should you go to the tech opener? What's up? I love seeing the Canadian supers. Who's RB1 day one at FSU? Sorry if I missed it. I've been swamped. It's all good, Ryan. It's good to have you back, man. You have been one of the biggest donors of PHL. I will never forget you, man. And one day we will have that poutine together. It's good to have you back. We're going to need you all season, man. I, I was thinking about you recently. I was like, dang, we we have some we have some PHLers in uh, Canada. Uh, I'm going to go Logan Diggs. I think Logan Diggs will be the guy that starts. I think with Josh being banged up and missing a lot of practice, I think it's going to be Logan Diggs and Noah Kane early. I think you'll see some Josh. I think you'll see some Caleb Jackson. Now, uh, here's what we're going to do. Keep the Super Chats flowing. Uh, and then I want to do more of this. I want to have more Super Chatters get a chance to hop on. And this guy is one of my favorite people on the planet to actually chat college football with. And you know him. And actually, he and D really are going to be going head-to-head this offseason for PHL Idol. Yeah, we pushed it back because college baseball was really good this year, and we couldn't really get a date set. Y'all show some love. I need some clap emojis for Branson Cat. What's good, buddy? What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clearly. He's got the PHL hat going on, man. Listen, I had to go grab it. There you go. And he's got the Def Leopard. So uh, D really is here. Uh, and he's in the chat right now. Y'all are going head to head. Listen, don't get me started with the trash talk now. Let's go. My trash talk game is pretty, pretty, pretty high. All Let's right. go. I love it. So if you got a question for Branson Cat, let me know. He is a student. Uh, he has played with some of the players that are in the SEC. And uh, let me let me ask you this, man. Uh, from a student perspective. Yep. How are the LSU students feeling about this game? You're talking about Florida State specifically? Yeah. Well, um, I think that – I mean, the buzz around campus, right, when I'm talking to people, and a lot of people will ask me stuff because, you know, they know that I care a little bit more than the average student. I think a lot of people um, do understand how good Florida State is. I mean, I think everybody pretty much feels – like that's going to be the toughest game on our schedule. Um, surprisingly, I don't think that as a just as a state in general, but especially on campus, I just I don't think that people are as scared of Bama anymore. Uh, I think it's yeah. I think it's more just like let's look at each team that we're playing, you know, and and figure out who's the best. It's not just like oh Bama's automatically the 
the hardest, you know, and I think that's something that's changed because, I mean, the last 10 years of my life, it's always been, well, we can probably beat anybody except for Bam, you know, and so I think that's a shift for, for sure, big time. So when I was a student, like, if someone like saw Glenn Dorsey walking around, like it, it was like, wow, that's, that's, that's Glenn Dorsey. Most people, most people knew who that was, yeah. right? It was kind of like that, you know, with Tyron and, and, and all those guys from a student, especially now with NIL and, and the camera phones and a lot of these athletes being big stars on TikTok. Are, do you think they're more famous now? I, 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 well, one thing with the football players, well, really all the athletes, but especially the football players is they have these like electric scooters and some regular students use them too, but you can always tell when somebody's like a football player because they're bigger. They're, they're normally dripped out in like LSU sweatpants and all that stuff. And they're yeah. always riding on a scooter. So, I mean, it's pretty, really? you like automatically, I mean, I know a lot of them and what they look like. I literally just ran into Mason Taylor today, but, um, okay. but I mean, yeah, they all ride around the scooters cause they got to save their legs. But I mean, as far as their fame, I I definitely do think that some of them are a lot more famous than they would have been like 10 or 15 years. I mean, because I, I, I don't think it's that they're more famous at LSU. Like, I think that Mason Taylor, for instance, would not be any more famous on campus 10 years ago, but he's more well known maybe at, on USC's campus, let's just say. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, no. So I like, I think it's it just people know them more in other fan bases, like especially the ones that are really good at social media. Somebody like Angel Reese. I mean, yeah, he wouldn't be half as known 10, 15 years ago. She just wouldn't, you know? You know, what's interesting is like, um, he spoke to the media. I wasn't able to listen to the interview, but Ramos, the kicker has like a fun TikTok. He's yeah. really good at it. He is talented. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 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 Uh, Cause I remember, so when I was a student, you know, I had a soccer background and uh, and played football and all that stuff. What was crazy was there was a a, a kicker, um, and her name was Mo Isom. She was a player for the soccer team, and she and I used to do these like challenges. So I did like a penalty kick shootout uh, versus her. But now, you know, all these athletes are able to do it now because they have like phones. I saw Ramos doing like a, I think he was doing a contest versus some. I'm not on TikTok as much as you are, right? But uh, but yeah, these athletes have have, have fun TikTok. Slade has a fun one. Nuts has a fun one. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a way different ball game now with the camera phones. Ramos, I just will go ahead and tell you, he is so good at TikTok. Like during the summer, I was doing a lot of research on um, on TikTok and trying to figure out what was working because it wasn't football season and stuff. And every single time I tried to do research on LSU and, and what was popping off, it was always – it was literally nothing was hitting except for him. That's it. Like, wow, that's crazy. Getting it done. So he's he's really talented. And so that's the thing is that, like, I think some of these players realize now that um, there's another – like, social media is actually a craft too. And yeah. when they get really good at social media, they can make more – now that it's NIL, they can make a lot more money. You know, because, I mean – no matter how good you are on the football field, a hundred thousand followers sells better than fifteen thousand followers. It's just, you know, it's just a fact. So I think that's something that a lot of these guys are working on too. Brent's a cat. Check him out, North End Zone. And I've done the uh, TikTok thing. I had that one pop. I'm still kind of freaked out that it got fifty plus views. Dude, it's crazy. I'm telling you, like it, it'll. Uh, 
Uh, it's just random. You just never know what's going to happen. But I mean, there's a lot of things in that video that definitely made it pop off. But I think personally, I'm telling y'all, everybody in this chat, y'all need to go check this guy out on TikTok. Y'all need to go watch his last TikTok. Uh, well, is that your last one that you posted? Yeah, I posted one on like Mason Smith like yesterday. Okay. But like the thing is, is like I see because like there's these students and like so many of them are, are just – just big on TikTok, and what they do is like they like yours like you give like nuanced takes and stuff like that there's a lot of people that have 100 200 000 followers they don't really say anything i just tell you what happened they just state uh, that yeah like they're, they're they're like they they either look really good or they they're the son of someone and they can get a blue check or whatever it's uh uh it, it's 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 crazy absolutely crazy now uh you you obviously do your own studying and all that stuff how are you feeling about LSU Florida State brands again? I'm not gonna lie. Uh I like I felt like this was like a 5149 kind of thing. Like we had a oh, 50 wow. and and then like with Mason Smith, I'm like, ooh. Because this is the thing that I was talking to uh, one of my buddies, Andre, uh, who's actually the the sports director at KLSU about okay. talking about our our secondary and just the struggles that we were having. And what we kept going back to was like, yes, Florida State has some of the best receivers in the entire ACC and even the entire country. But if we can get a pass for us, it's it's really not going to be that big of a deal. Um, obviously, you know, losing your best defensive lineman, or I guess arguably your best defensive lineman, I guess you might be able to say Wingo. But um, losing Mason Smith is going to be a big deal for that pass rush. And I think it's going to put a lot more pressure on our secondary because – what I'm thinking is, is if we can get to Jordan Travis four or five times, get four or five sacks, I think we're in a pretty good spot. If we're only sacking him like three times, I just don't know if that secondary is going to be able to hold up. I think they're going to let uh, some deep balls get past them. So. All right, fantastic. We will see you. We'll see you uh, Sunday night, man. Don't forget, 6 p.m. we'll have our Florida State Offensive Film Study. Shout out to KLSU. Yeah, that's where I got my oh. smart. I don't like I don't like this comment right here. <laughs> Wait, is this your dorm? So yeah, this is my this is my dorm. Like I have an office in front of my dorm, and then in the back, the back's even cooler. I got like my whole ceiling is filled with flags. It's pretty it's pretty sick. Wait, so you have this room, man? What are these dorm rooms, man? I had like a well, it's the RA dorm. It's the RA dorm. That's, oh, that's right. Okay, I forgot so they, about that. Give me the office so I can close my door where I can let a student come in and talk to them. Okay, putting them into like my bedroom, essentially. There you go. So, yeah, that, I I take that I take that personal, man. Uh, we'll see. Well, the funny thing with AP saying what he said, one of my favorite backdrops, and this has not moved, is my K Doty card. So, AP, you're actually putting down on yourself when uh when you say that. Um, before I let you go, Brantz again, we know you got to get up, and when well, you got class tomorrow. I do not have class tomorrow. I don't have class on Fridays. I actually have a tea time tomorrow at the golf course. So that's oh wow, okay, heck yeah. My guy's got golf money. You playing a full? You got a where? You, what what course are you playing? Um, I'm playing at Webb. If you know where that is, it's over like by college, sort of. There you go. Uh, do you have a? Do you, do you feel good about LSU winning? You think LSU's going to win? Against Florida State? Uh, do I feel good? No. I mean, I think I think feeling good would be. Like, I think there's a 60% chance or higher. I think it's a toss-up. Um, I could really see it going either way. 
I think that it being in Orlando doesn't help. Um, I don't like that, but I, I kind of do like that they beat us last year uh, for our chances for in this game. I don't know. LSU in the past like has done a really good job of like when they've gotten embarrassed by a team, uh, really coming back the next year and just like being completely locked in. Texas A&M is one of the biggest ones in my mind from 2018. That was just a really horrible loss. It sucked. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and this Florida State loss last year kind of felt like it. You know, we should have won the game. And then they came in in 2019. And, of course, the 2019 team was awesome. But you could tell that yeah. it was personal. I mean, it was more than just, hey, we need to go win this game and perform the way we need to. Like, that whole team was determined to demolish Texas A&M. And I think that I feel the similar attitude where, like, every single time the team gets asked, what game are you circling? Florida State. Florida State. We want to beat Florida State. We want to, you know, get revenge for what happened last year. And it sucks because Mason Smith even said that. And I was really excited to see him play in that game. But regardless, I think that us losing to Florida State last year increases the chances of winning this year, which is kind of sounds weird. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but. No, no, I get it. I get it. Well, hat tip to you, my friend. I'm proud proud of you. Brant's a cat north end zone, man. We'll talk to you soon, brother. We'll talk to you in the chat. We'll see yes, you, sir. All right, bub. That was good, man. I love it, man. I always got to show some love to the to the TikTok generation. I've, I've kind of gone viral on there. It's weird because I suck at it. I, I don't have any views on Facebook. Now, two Rai Rai Super Chat. My week one prediction is Jaden Daniels gets two rushing touchdowns. I don't know how many passing it. I think two or three, but I don't know. My But my prediction is two rushing touchdowns for J.D. and two Birkenstacks. How about that? Now, we're going to keep it going. Ryan I just super chatted. Don showing some love. John showing some love. John just won my one of my, my favorite actual Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, card in my collection that red rated rookie uh jared showing some love ap roger dodger the mayonnaise kid rye rye holding it down rye rye again and we do have a card we have to give out okay bruce you like the shorts man there you go I can't. I can't show AP love though, for putting. AP has contributed. I've. I don't. I'm not even a K Doty fan. I've kept AP's card. This card means a lot to me. Now AP's been one of the most loyal PHLers, and he he says Branson's backdrop is better than mine. Does Branson have an Angel Reese card, autograph card right here? A Joe Burrow Funko Pop. A Joe Burrow, Joe Exotic card? A Dylan Cruz card? Does Branson have that? I don't think so. And I, 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 truth be told, I thought about giving this card to AP. No, I'm just kidding. I actually had a, I actually had someone uh, that just clicked in my mind who, um, uh, that I think deserves this card. Now, when PHL didn't have really anything going we were new uh there was someone that's been watching live streams for the longest now he left us for a while but now he's back and i truly do believe he deserves this 
And I don't know if it's going to cost extra to ship this to Canada. But guess what? Rye Rye, I'm hooking you up, man. You've hooked me up for so long. I'm going to take care of you, man. So good. I was just thinking about you the other day. Congratulations, Rye Rye. You are the hundo giveaway winner tonight. We've given out a Jamar Chase. We've given out a Justin Jefferson card tonight. Congratulations, Rai Rai. You are the Jamar champion. I'll show Rai Rai some love, man. Dang, AP's going to go to bed saying, Dang, I thought I was going to get the Jamar Chase card. <laughs> Don't worry, AP. I got you, man. I was like, I, I, I took it personal because I was like, I want y'all to, I want y'all to see this card. Look at this thing. Look at how, look at how clean that card is right there. K. Doty, and he's wearing that striped uniforms I love from LSU so much. Hey, P, you know I love you, man. I gotta clean this. I do recommend though. Don't leave cards out like this. You need to put them in top loaders. But for this one, I'm going to leave it out because I just love the way it looks. Now, I wouldn't leave Joe Burrow cards out like that. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Um. Oh, man. Now, you you can, and AP, you can attest to this. If you want to see me blow up, one of those mediocre fantasy streams, one of my fantasy football streams, tell them, AP, your boy was on one. I was ready to throw some real hands. I know AP's going to dig that up. And share that with the masses. And underdog fantasy is going to be like, what the heck? What the heck? You can't, you can't, you can't have this. You can't have this guy. Austin, what's good, man? I totally agree with you, man. We don't have a, a true zero, right? Part of the issue with having a true zero, though, Austin, is like there's just not many of those guys. And we had two true zeros at the same time, Ika and Shelvin. We don't really have a true like zero like nose, but we also don't play tight fronts where you kind of need that, which is like kind of Belichickian and Arandian. Um, but yeah, I think he, I do think Mason is more of like a three tech. I think he's kind of like a, like a Chris Jones type of player. Let's go to Grant Super Chat. What games am I going to this year? So I have one 100% I'm going to, and that is the Arkansas game. The other that I am more than likely going to is Auburn. Okay? Those are the two. Now, uh, I have shared this before. It is hard to go to a game, and... um. It's hard to go to a game and do all the things that we need to do, right? We do all the film studies 
and you got to do a pregame, halftime, postgame. And, you know, I do it for my cousin's house, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Okay. So let's go to Kareem's Super Chat here. Um, I do agree, Brian. We, we've gotten a block better up front. I mean, they destroyed our middle last year. That's where really, like, I know Jared versus Taurus up on the edge, but we just could not block their middle. All right. Let's have a conversation here with Kareem. I hate that your $30 Super Chat didn't go through earlier. But this works, man. You're my guy. Can you explain why it could be a positive that Smith is suspended? There's a lot of positives. Okay, the first thing about this, Kareem, and let me let me share this. I, I spoke to uh, you know some people close to this situation, people that have known about this for a while now. Okay, um, one on the LSU side of things, one that just kind of knows a lot. Okay, so I spoke to both of them, um, and. They both feel positive about us going into this game. All right. So understand, Kareem, in pretty much every game that is played, one major player in football does not move the needle as much as you probably think they do. Now, if you are missing multiple, like LSU was versus Florida State, that becomes an issue. Okay. It's not just that LSU didn't have Emory Jones playing yet. It's not just that LSU didn't have Harold Perkins playing yet. It's not just they didn't have Charles Turner playing yet. It's that all three of them weren't playing yet, right? Football is a very collective sport. One player, unless you are truly transcendent, doesn't move the needle as much. It's not going to win or lose you a game. Now, if it's a really tight game and it's a Harold Perkins level player, then maybe. Okay. Now Mason Smith at his peak is very good. He he's gotten all American love. He is very, very, very good. But I can say that for the most part, if LSU truly was in a spot, because I've heard this take. I've heard this take quite a bit today. And I thought about having this same take because I saw the side of it. There are quite a few people that said, why doesn't LSU push back on this? They have the public in their side. This is one case where every single person, not only from LSU's side of things, but Florida State's side of things. Because Florida State's going through some mess right now with a defensive tackle. One, not as good as Mason, but still. Everybody would agree that they would be behind LSU in this appeal. The truth, though, is LSU's known about this for a while. And look, no matter what they've tried to do up to this point, I think LSU still feels comfortable with this. Okay, Now, we are a better team with Mason Smith than without him. But there are so many things that go into a football game that really, outside of the quarterback position and maybe a few others, there's really just not too much that can sway a game one way or the other. Okay. So that's not necessarily a positive, but it's just, you know, the reality of the situation, right? I brought this point up many times. Was it dumb that LSU did not play Harold Perkins versus Tennessee? It was objectively dumb, all right? I went crazy on the postgame show for a lot of different reasons why he didn't play. 
uh, I wasn't happy about it. But we weren't going to win that game because our special teams were so bad in that game. And our offense was so bad. And we couldn't run the ball. We didn't have will. So there, there was a lot more to it than just that one player. Okay. Now, there are a few things that could be a positive about this. The first is kind of like what Buster said right here is there you go, man. Michael B, it's going to you, bro. Now, first thing, I agree with Buster. We're going to have to outscore him anyway. I don't. I I don't see a world where, like last year, twenty five was going to be enough to beat him. I I think their offense is going to have a good day. I do. Uh, I do. I do. Now they're not going to have a warm up game. They could just be totally rusty, and that could be the case. And I hope I'm totally wrong about it. I hope we beat them thirty one to three. I wouldn't mind beating them 17 to 14. I don't care. Okay. Why is this positive? Well, maybe this makes LSU say, look, we really got to step it up offensively. Maybe everyone on LSU's offense say, look, we really got to take our game to the next level. Maybe this galvanizes a team, Kareem. There's nothing quite like a group of people that know they've been wrong. There's nothing quite like a group of people that are objectively victims here, and in particular, Mason's a victim. Okay? Now, for Mason's standpoint, I know you joined a little bit later, so it's kind of a reiteration from what we said at the very beginning, but um, turf fields, okay? I, I'm pretty sure Camping World is a synthetic turf field. Lower body injuries happen more on turf fields and grass fields. Mason Smith, a non-contact lower body injury on turf field against Florida State. Now, what does Florida State do? They run a lot of misdirection. That's tough on your body. Mason Smith just got dinged in practice not too long ago. Okay, think about it. This game isn't just one season. It's an entire season. Okay, so... Maybe the first game of the season, going full speed against, you know, this team, as bad as you want to be out there, maybe it's not the best thing for him anyway. I don't think he would have played a full game of snaps anyway. Okay? Now, if LSU does come out and beat Florida State 31-3, to or let me just say this, if LSU comes out and beats the crap out of Florida State, I, I think you got to make them number one, right? I mean, there won't be a win better than that one. There just won't. It's honestly pretty impossible. Um, well, I don't think that's going to happen. I know. That's true, Jared. That's a good point. But then again, it was... Also, because we were still running the T yards in a cloud of dust offense. TJ, what's good? Big announcer coming up. 
Biggs pretty excited about that. Perkins is just going to have to go harder now. Uh, they are. I, I think they are. I think, you know, even though we'll be underdogs versus Alabama, I think Florida State is the best team we'll play this year. Ryrie right, coming in hot after winning a Jamar Chase card. I freaking love it. Boston, I do like this question. I'll come back to it. Uh, I, I do think he's more of a three tech. And for those that aren't familiar, that's the playing on the outside shoulder of the guard, right? So there's some DTs like an Aaron Donald. He's more of a three tech. Um, and then you have some other DTs like Michael Brockers for LSU. He's not quite like a zero nose, but he he's a shade and one technique kind of player. But he can also play three tech. It's just the rules of uh, of a defense. Uh, <laughs> ain't that right, Jared? Green Bay. So now, here's what we're going to do. The next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we will keep this party moving all night long. Okay. Don't forget, if you want to support PHL, I'm looking at some of the fantasy people. Apparently, Anthony Richardson lit it up in this preseason game today. But yeah, we'll answer as many as we possibly can here at the end.
Well, Peggy says you asked about Jonathan Taylor a little bit earlier. How much do you think we'll see Nesmeyer this season? Um, I don't. I really don't know. Um, I just really don't know. I think you know. I, I've shared this before. I would seriously consider starting him versus Grambling, just so he has a start, right? There is a difference between starting and just coming into a game, right? You are the guy that we can practice. Everyone knows you're starting. The other team can game plan for you. And I know it's Grambling. We're going to beat him pretty badly. But it's also just one of those things just – getting that experience now you could start him and you know start him the first quarter of the game and then put Jaden in but obviously Jaden having a potential Heisman trophy type of season you don't want to lose that continuity you, you want to get those extra game reps with the starters that'll play for the rest of the year uh but obviously Garrett's going to probably play uh the entirety of the second half versus Grambling and a good bit of the Army and Georgia Southern game. Brian Kelly does a good job of beating the teams he's supposed to beat. We dominated all three of our non-Power 5 games last year. Now, all three of the non-Power 5 teams we played weren't that good outside of UAB, who was a you know middle-of-the-road team. Uh, New Mexico was arguably the worst Power 5 team in the sport, or non-Power 5 team, non-FCS team in the sport. And Southern just, well, yeah. And still, the craziest thing about that Southern game was that was the most lopsided game in LSU history. The week before, Southern beat somebody 80 to 0. 80 to 0. Bryant Jackson. Great name. Everybody, welcome Bryant Jackson to the channel. Uh, Steve Wilcox is the former Florida State administrator who's with the NCAA. Yes, Jordan Jefferson will play a lot in this game. He won't just play some; he'll play a lot. So I hope he's ready. I mean, he's, I mean, he's played a lot of Power Five snaps. Let's uh, go to Grant. Who is someone that we're not talking about right now that we will be talking about by the end of the season? Okay. So this is tough because if you watch this channel religiously, you pretty much know everyone on this team that um that that that, that are that are guys that that could do that, right? Like we're really high on Caleb Jackson and Kamari on Pinton, like you're casual LSU football fan that likes LSU football and, and all of that, who doesn't watch live streams all year, they don't know who that is. They just don't. So I think those two guys are definitely in that mix. Um, they both had, you know, year one grades for me. You know, I, I, I liked Kylan Jackson. I tried to get myself to you know, kind of really 
love him as a year one guy. I do think he's very interesting, right? I think he can give you some special teams reps. He's a great athlete, played at a good program in Zachary. I, I, at first when I watched him, I felt like, God, this guy could, could give you something potentially at safety year one. I'm, I'm still very bullish on him. So that would be like a deeper sleeper. Obviously, Kyle Parker is someone I also like a lot as a true freshman, but someone – You know, so in that that you know, when when I watched him, I was like, God, you know, it's I, I didn't really see it. I, I I really didn't. But someone who like for like a lot of the true freshmen that you guys already know who I think are good, like Whit Weeks is one of those guys. So I won't give you another true freshman. But one guy I really do like a lot is Bo Bordelon, right? This is someone who, you know, when, when, when he was coming out of high school, I was like, uh, okay, you know, it's his, his younger brother's a really big recruit and he's committed to us. And I'm like, okay, he's it, it, LSU legacy. You know, you could see it, but I was like, I, I don't know. But the one thing I would say about him is – I have seen him play nearly every position in practice. And if push really came to shove, I could see him playing. I I could see him being someone that actually does play a lot. And I think he is going to be a real factor in year three. And that's why these things are very fluid. I might not like someone, like like love their tape, but if you do all the right things, you put in all the right work, you know, he went on the Senegal trip. I, I, I've grown to really like him, right? Just hearing things behind the scenes. He's working consistently with the second teamers. During the fall when we were running a lot of second team stuff and you know, we really didn't have a whole lot of guys backing up that first unit, he was there. I, I really personally like this guy a lot. Um, and that's a good thing about it. You don't have to be the absolute most talented guy. A lot of times the most talented guys don't turn out to be your best players, right? You got to put in work, right? Like a guy like Will Campbell is very talented, but he puts in a lot of work. So that would be a very like – that would be like a very deep cut. That's not like something you've seen anywhere else really. But, you know, I, I'm really rooting for him. I, I really am, right? And obviously, I think his little brother can really be something at LSU too. So, Greg Penn, yeah, look. You, know, you, you think about like these people that truly have a chip on their shoulder. He's one of them. He is one of them. Greg Penn's a guy that says, look. I know you got the new transfer in. I know Harold's coming in, and I'm not going to be a starter anymore. But last year, I started. Last year, I started. I started wire to wire last year. Y'all were trying to place me with the with the two with the true freshman. And even Brian Kelly said after the Arkansas game, Demario Tolan was on Greg Penn's heels to take his starter job. And all Greg Penn did was come out versus Arkansas and play his best game of the season. And look. Something else that's some seed to really think about, you know, especially with collegiate 
uh, athletes, what makes LSU kind of unique is when you're not really from here, like, and, and Greg Penn's from the D.C. area. I, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with the D.C. high school because uh, I've lived in D.C. and uh, my cousin's with the D.C. high schools and that kind of stuff. You know, this guy's had real adversity. True freshman season, he started getting reps in that horrendous uh, <laughs> season in uh, his true freshman year. And all he did last year was just grind his you-know-what off to stay in his starter spot. And now he's going to come in guns a-blazing, right? What if LSU says, look, we want Harold Perkins to be our every down, Jack. Greg, you're back out there. Aaron Anderson's another one. Like, if you're watching PHL, I mean, you know, you know pretty much everyone on the team. I was trying to give like some really deep cuts. But yeah, if Aaron Anderson has a big game nationally, right? Andre Sam, yeah. I always cheer uh for Louisiana three stars that get to live the dream now as transfers. What's up, Jules? Um Jules, one of our recent uh Angel Reese card winners. Uh, I, I cheer for Andre Sam, right? If you know people that have dealt with the stuttering, you know, Andre Sam, there's a great piece that Marshall did on him last year. That's a guy I'm rooting for, man. Could you imagine Andre Sam? He is a year seven guy. So he's a class of 2017. We gave out a Justin Jefferson card earlier tonight. Andre Sam was a member of Justin Jefferson's recruiting class. 2017. Now, he wasn't with LSU's recruiting class, but that was the year he came out of high school. So think about where Justin Jefferson is, and Andre Sam is still getting to live that collegiate dream. Now, what's even crazier is Andre Sam was playing for McNeese in 2021 when they came to Tiger State. And now two years after that, he is getting to actually play for LSU. Now, something else about Andre Sam is we really put pressure on him to come here. Remember Trey Amos, the corner out of UL? We did a whole film study on him. I think he's really good. He decided to go to Alabama over us. So we could have really used Andre Sam, and he decided to be a part of what we're doing. Now, how he fits into what we're doing should be interesting. I think he is more of a nickel slasher kind of guy instead of like your typical deep safety. So, yeah. We're going to be T. Now, to the great pinpoint. It's so uh, – I, I do think when it comes to adversity – Anytime you deal with adversity, it's hard wherever you are. I do think it's a little bit easier in Louisiana, though, because if people are really rooting for you, you got your family, it's a dream. If you want to make it work somewhere, it's LSU. But Greg Penn could have gone anywhere. Was, I mean, 
So you really root also for those guys that are really putting in work. And Greg Penn struggled at times last season. But the linebacker crew was 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 in flux, right? It was Mike Jones and Greg Penn. And you know, the year before that, it was Damon Clark and uh, Micah Baskerville and Baskerville. It, 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 and once again, it's in flux again. And you lose your starters role and you're still in it. I still think he's going to play a lot this next year. But, yeah, DMV, there's a lot of good football players. Obviously, the best in the country is from that area. Um, and his name is Deshaun Womack. But, no, Caleb Williams is from there. Uh, we got a five-star from there. But, you know, going to Maryland, Kim Jarrett. All right, so if we get another Super Chat, we'll keep it going. If not, we'll see you Sunday night at 6 for our film study and then Sunday night at 8.15 for our live stream. I just don't understand how anybody could have a cupcake t-shirt.
I just don't understand it. I saw a big college football account. I just tweeted out of frustration. You do the crime, you do the time. Well, Mason was hurt, and the first game of the siege just happened to be Florida State. Okay, what's one more game? What's one more game? I'm serious. What's one more game? Why can't you just sit in my grambling? He, he didn't. He didn't steal. He, he didn't steal. He didn't hit anyone. We have another situation where Johnny Manziel got half a, a half. There's no other way to look at it than other than this being a shame. Ramos, what's up, man? Let's talk about you. Well, the real Ramos will stand up. Beachy Day will be fine. But that is the real Ramos. I'll put you on the channel right now. Shoot me a message at Power Hour LSU. I'll put you on. Uh, JT situation? Okay. You know one player I wish I would have drafted more of on Underdog? And Pegasus, let me know. Have you signed up on Underdog Fantasy? Please do. $10 deposit. You get a deposit match modus. If you need some help, Pegasus, you know where to find me on social media. I can help you out. Because <sighs> Underdog hooks me up when you use my promo code Carter. Uh, I like Evan Hall a lot, the guy that they got in from Northwestern. But as far as JT is concerned, like I, I think if the Colts are willing to take less than a first round pick, which is what they're going to have to do, um, I think it makes sense for both parties. I do. I would love to see him go to Miami.
Jack, what's good? I think it's going to be a shootout, man. All right, guys. We will see you on Sunday night. It is. Oh, yeah. Got to do this. Shout out to all our super chatters. Michael B, top super chatter of the evening. Big shout out to, John, uh, to Don, John, Jared, AP, Roger. Ryby was the winner of our Jamar Chase giveaway. Kareem and Grant. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Thank you also to our guest tonight, Branson Camp. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. It is power. Our LSU bell. And tonight we are doing spaghetti and meatballs. Let's go.